Greetings, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Thanks so much for joining me again today on this chapter a day journey. We are in Genesis chapter 25, and I pulled out an entire story. It's verses 29 through 34. It says, once when Jacob was cooking some stew, his brother Esau came in from the open country. He was famished, and he said to his twin brother, quick, let me have some of that red stew. I'm famished. And that's why he was also called Edom. Jacob replied, well, first, sell me your birthright as the oldest son. Look, I am about to die, Esau said. What good is the birthright to me? But Jacob said, swear to me first. So he swore an oath to him, selling his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lentil stew. He ate and drank and then got up and left. So Esau despised his birthright. Today's podcast is entitled Value Judgment. Back in the day, at the age of 13, it meant you could bust tables in the restaurant industry. And so my buddy Doug talked me into applying to be a busboy at Capiano's Italian Steakhouse in Des Moines. It was on Douglas Avenue. And I learned a ton of great life lessons doing that job. It happened to be payday one evening as Doug and I worked together. And I'm not sure whose idea it was, but we were suddenly floating the idea of having dinner together at the restaurant where we worked after our shift. There was something in this idea that felt kind of revolutionary. The invisible busboys at the bottom of the employee food chain would be the honored customers. And one of the waitresses, I still remember her name was Karen, heard us talking about it and offered to serve us and to take really good care of us. So we did it. We spent our entire two-week paycheck on one meal. Now, on the surface, the decision seems kind of foolish. If we're talking merely about fiscal responsibility, then I agree, it's probably a foolish choice. Looking back, however, I have never, ever forgotten that meal on that night. That meal was an investment in intangibles that I now look back on with, with honor. That meal and Karen's humble generosity taught me that I was just as valuable as any of those rich customers that I cleaned up after each night. The true difference that I so often felt was not about age or economic status. It was just really about attitude and perception. That meal taught me that sometimes an experience has a value that can't be calculated by the prices on the menu. It was formative in teaching me the joy of being with good people around a table where good food and drink are gratefully savored as well as the company and the conversation. And these are things that I highly value to this day. Now today's chapter begins and ends with contrasting stories. As a part of the cultural solidifying of Isaac assuming the position as Abraham's sole heir 
Abraham sends away potential rivals within the household, including children that he had fathered with concubines. Now, culturally, Adam had no responsibility to these sons. They were merely servants. They were at the bottom of the social pecking order. Abraham, however, gives them gifts as he sends them on their way. And in the culture of that day, this was an act of extraordinary and unexpected generosity. It spoke to me of Abraham's heart and the things that he valued. It kind of reminds me of Karen's heart that night that she served these two 13-year-old busboys. Now, by the end of the chapter, we've quickly been introduced to Isaac's twin sons, Esau, who was born first, and Jacob. Esau is the heir apparent to succeed his father as the sole heir of Abraham and Isaac and the paterfamilias, they call it, the top dog, the guy at the top of the food chain. Esau arrives at camp one day after a long hunt, and he is really hungry. He's so hungry, he makes an exaggerated statement about starving to death. Now, his younger twin brother, Jacob, offers to serve his twin brother some food in exchange for Esau's birthright as the firstborn. Now, this strikes me as Shakespearean. You sell your birthright for a bowl of soup. And it says something about what Esau valued and didn't. In the quiet this morning, I find myself mulling over my choice to spend an entire two-week paycheck on that steak dinner. Now, in the grand scheme of things, it was of little financial consequence in comparison to the value I found in the experience and the character lessons it afforded me. Esau's decision, on the other hand, was of great consequence. A life-changing, history-changing decision was made in a momentary desire to appease a regular daily appetite. I make value judgments every day. What do my decisions and choices reveal about what I value and what I don't? I'll leave it there. Thanks, friend, for joining me today. Have a great day. We'll see you back here tomorrow.